Remember the old kids game, Take a Giant Step? Well, when Batman and his latest B&B ally, Wonder Woman, get on the trail of a certain Peter Rabbit, it all seems like child's play. But fairy tales are out, and a deadlier game is definitely in when the cunning, villainous Catwoman changes the rules to read, take seven steps to wipe out. Welcome to The Brave and the Bob, episode four. Uh, please welcome a new guest to uh, my uh, Magazines and Monsters uh, overall feed, uh, Chris from the Professor Frenzy Show. How are you, Chris? <laughs> I'm great, Billy. Thanks for having me on. I've always been dying to be on a show like this and talk about an old book, and I can't wait to dive into this one. Yeah, The Brave and the Bold, a great series. You know, uh, I'm really trying to spotlight it uh, as heavy as I can. And then, of course, anything else uh, Zany Haney did, too, which is, you know, I've got a few uh, World's Finest and uh, Teen Titans lined up uh, for, uh, you know, more of his work. But The Brave and the Bold is really always going to be the center and the focus of this show. And I just think it's a wonderful title. We talked about it for a minute uh, offline saying, you know, there's really not anything like this right now in comics. And it's kind of a shame. I wish they would DC, especially maybe fire it up, re, you know, reignite the brave and the bold. I totally agree. I, I would just like to challenge a creative team to do that format with a, a tight, concise chapter, tell a nice, good story in one issue. How cool would that be? Oh, it would be fantastic. And again, you could have, you know, uh, uh, rotating writers as well. And if somebody wants to do something a little more serious for that one issue, you know, a one and done, that would be fantastic. Or if somebody wanted to do something absolutely zany, uh, like we have here today, that would be fantastic too by me. <laughs> uh, so we are going to be talking about the Brave and the Bold 131. Uh, that's uh, cover dated December 1976. And this is a uh, Batman and Wonder Woman uh, team up and versus the Catwoman. So why don't we start off with the cover, Chris, here? What did you think of this one? This is Jim Apparel, pencils and inks here. Yeah, I really, really dug it. Uh, to describe to the listeners, we've got Batman in the uh, foreground and there's a cat, a rain, just giant tiger leaping from a tree and he's uh, pouncing on him. Then in the in right behind that, we've got Wonder Woman. And then there's this giant tiger uh, leaping on her. And then in the background, we've got Wonder Woman. Uh, rather Catwoman, and she's ensnaring Wonder Woman with her whip, and it's just this brilliant cover. How could you not want this? And I really like this, like pale, palish green in the background, and I think it's just a really, really sharp cover. As per usual with this title, we've got like our uh, typical Brave and Bold cover banner. We've got the Batman logo from the uh, early '70s, and we've got the Wonder Woman contemporary logo, and we've got Catwoman uh, written in a font that's sort of yeah, feline-ish, if you will. And I really, really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because for me, I always get a little confused when I see costumes for characters. And, and I'm speaking specifically on Catwoman here because to me, anytime I think Catwoman, I think Julie Newmar from the 1966 <laughs> television series for, you know, but obvious reasons. Uh, but this costume to me was like, wait a minute, that's Catwoman. I have to like do a double take because, again, I'm not as steeped in. Uh, DC uh, Laura's a lot of my guests are but again to me this this costume I look at I'm like wait a minute that's not Catwoman I'm like well I guess for a time it was oh yeah we'll get into it yeah um it's funny you bring that up because in her previous two appearances you know uh it was a little different because in her last appearance I think it was Batman 266 and she wore her purple gown you know the golden age costume and then mm -hmm. right before that 256 uh, she was in this particular costume with her short haircut and the uh, really, really dark blue leotard with the uh, light blue leggings and the red boots with red fringe trim and the red domino mask. And uh, we'll get into that because there's an interesting little uh, 
one-off, she has a thought to herself in this issue where she's actually noticing and referencing her costume, which I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is wild, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, when you have somebody like uh, the writer of this book, uh, Mr. Bob Haney, you know, and interior art by Jim Apparel as well. But when you get a Haney comic, uh, even when it seems like it's sort of just like a straight up comic book, usually there's at least one or two little things in the book where you're shaking your head thinking, why did he put that in here? Or what does this have to do with anything? But ha, we'll, we'll get to that here uh, eventually because <laughs> that's going to happen here for sure. Okay, so we have uh, a quick little synopsis here I'll rattle off, and then we'll get right into the issue. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, so this is uh, Take Seven Steps to Wipe Out is the name of the story here, and it's uh, when the ambassador of Sudaria is murdered by a leopard. It attracts the attention of both Batman and Wonder Woman. They stumble upon a plot by Catwoman to sell parts of a blueprint to a new supercomputer called Peter Rabbit over to a foreign power. And that's where I'll stop there. That's from the DC Fandom uh, website. Thank you, DC Fandom, uh, for that. But, uh, okay, so right away, right off the bat here with this splash page, which, by the way, is absolutely fantastic. I love perspective shots. And, you know, we have Batman on a rooftop looking down on this car with uh, a gentleman walking towards it. So what do you think of this uh, splash page? It's a good ominous thing, but I'm going to take a step back, you know, because we on the cover, you know, we've got something of what I thought was the title. It says Day of Tigers, Night of Death. And I think, <laughs> oh, this is going to be this is going to be the title of the book. And then I open here on the splash page and then it says, <laughs> no, it's take seven steps to wipe out. And I was just thinking, you know, back in the day, there was an old show called Police Squad with Leslie Nielsen. And mm-hmm. when they showed those old shows, I think it only ran six episodes, but they would show like a title card of what the episode title was the voiceover would say something entirely different so i just was like okay right out of the gate we've got something of like two different titles but it's bob haney so we're just gonna go with it yeah i'm not sure why they did that sometimes sometimes it would match up exactly what was on the cover in the interior you know the name of the story but uh, i feel like a lot of times it didn't and i don't know why that was if you know i don't know who did the uh the letters on the cover I don't think it was apparel, but I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, why wouldn't you want to kind of keep that, you know, in line there? But, you know, either way, I do like the cover, uh, the name on the cover a little bit better than the interior one here. But (laughs) that being said, uh, yeah, pretty cool page, though. Like I said, I love it when you see, you know, Batman like that. Batman's being Batman. He's 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 on patrol. He's got a perfect lookout spot and he's he's at the cape flowing in the wind. You couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, and of course, he's monologuing to himself. There's the ambassador on his way to our summit meeting. Time for me to tag along. And <laughs> right below that is a uh, a panel. And we see the gentleman, uh, an Arab gentleman, and he's in the car and he's getting ready to head out. And it says the sleek limo pulls away from the curb. And <laughs> we see it's like leopard or jaguar. I think uh, Batman refers to them as jags all throughout the uh, issue here. So I'm guessing it's supposed to be a jaguar and it's. Got its claws out. It's just going to rip this guy apart. <laughs> yeah. And just the look of menace and terror this guy has on his face, you know, and he's like, oh, crap. You know, it's just like something is going to something really bad is going to happen. Yeah, and, and indeed it does. And uh, we know right out of the gate we're in for an exciting story. Yeah. And then you flip that page and, you know, right away, Batman's swinging on the old bat line there. And man, the car just you know, careens right off of the street and smashes right into a building really bad there. And, uh, again, you know, you got to love the uh, sound effects of a car crash and the effect is crash. (laughs) 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 I I love it. (laughs) So yeah, Batman looks in there, Mr. Ambassador, are you all right? Good God. And there's the guy laying there all torn up 
you know, before the, the impact of the crash even happened. Yeah, you know, here we are. It's uh, page two and there's a death already. In the scene. Yeah, you know, we've got we've got something unlike some of the other Batman stories that I would see in Batman or Detective. You know, this is really intense. And then by like the fifth panel, boom, there's Wonder Woman. Where did she come from? Yeah. And she's already ensnared one of the Jaguars. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, one of the, the Jaguar comes leaping out at Batman and yow. But yeah, there she is. And uh, she saves his butt right there. Wonder Woman, he yells out and she <laughs> gets her lasso around him and puts the Jaguar in what appears to be a trash can. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Blazes Wonder Woman. So handy. Yeah, there's another one. And then we see a, what I think of when I think of a panther but i think he calls out a jaguar as well uh running out of the uh, car with the uh briefcase in its mouth and it takes off and it's obviously too fast for the two of them to uh to catch up but yeah like you said where did wonder woman actually come from here it doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> but we know who batman's teamed up with so i guess we're good to go yeah i guess haney did his job wonder woman's there and we know what the team up is so it's like all right it's time to get on the trail here and i love this very next page uh, after they have, you know, some pleasantries, the two of them, and <laughs> Wonder Woman uses her lasso to pick up the trash can with the Jaguar in it as Batman opens the trunk of the Batmobile and she whips the trash can with <laughs> the, the Jaguar in it into his trunk. Yes, easy, <laughs> what? easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll borrow this wastebasket cage then pay a visit to a friend of mine. And I'm thinking, I don't know, man, a, a Jaguar is a pretty powerful animal. I'm not sure when you open the trunk, uh, you're not going to get another surprise. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yep. Good, yeah. good call there. Yeah. You know, and it's so weird because, you know, Batman's, I got this issue off a of spinner rack when I was nine years old and, you know, I was a huge Batman fan and this mm -hmm. is, you know, something I'm getting, but, you know, I, I wanted to see Batman be a little more of a, powerful it seems like you know already he's 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 asking wonder woman for help and it's just like hey hey batman i already took out the one why don't you take out the other one and you just got her hands busy but and then he already batman already ascertains that oh catwoman's a fault and it's like well how did he figure this out well we figured out batman's thinking a little bit later but uh, batman's certain of it right out of the get-go and we've got this nice police call box which is right there we've got uh the Batmobile driving off. And I really like the way the uh, headlights are drawn with a little bit mm. of sharpness and the color contrast there. That was really, really effective. And then all, all of a sudden we're going to some little bit of a covert base, you know, where, where uh, people speak in code and then we're, we're off to see uncle Sam. Yeah, this is bizarre. I thought to myself, okay, you know, Batman does say we need to go pay a visit to a friend of mine. And then it's a, there's a caption box that says they're fierce feline captive locked in the trunk. The pair speed through Gotham's narrow alleys. And, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman then turn a corner and there's a guy and it almost looks like a like a garage or something of some sort. And <laughs> he all of a sudden this guy hits a button and a, a, a gate gets raised up. So Batman and Wonder Woman can get into this complex uh, building. And the guy says, greasy mechanic to Uncle Sam, Batman on way up. <laughs> <laughs> like wow great yeah. names yes and i i would I, I the listeners can't see this but i'm putting air quotes over like greasy mechanic on uncle sam these are obviously speaking in some code words here and it, it's a little weird because I, i'm just a little confused as when i was a kid reading this book you know because right out of the gate we've got a death we've got you know what's catwoman's modus operandi for doing this we'll get into a little bit later but um 
one of the things that, you know, it's Haney, you just go with it because Wonder Woman actually had an encounter with Catwoman previously, but it's not mentioned. This was back in Wonder Woman number 201 and 202. And mm. it was a two, two issue story where they encountered some cultists and Catwoman was wearing the costume that you see depicted in this issue. And then all of a sudden in the second part of the story, they pop in the sword and sorcerer world of uh, Fafford and Gray Mauser. But you know, continuity isn't hard and fast in the Haney stories, but, you know, we're, we're getting there with everything like that. But another thing, what, which was a head scratcher to me as a little kid, in the two previous Catwoman appearances, uh, I think in Batman uh, 266 and 256, you know, she they make a point of the storytelling to, to depict her as being a nonviolent character, much less arranging a death of someone, you know, or, or being a yeah. character that kills, you know. So for, for me, I, I am just mind blown as, as a kid reading this book you know, just to see this different depiction and just to see Haney's take on Catwoman. So it's really, really unique so far. And we're only, we're only on, you know, the third or fourth page. And this is, this is unbelievable for, for me. Yeah. The words Haney and continuity don't uh, mix. They don't go in the <laughs> yes. same, they don't go in the same sentence, which again is fine by me. I, I have no problems with crazy one-off stories that bring them. Yes. On. It, yep. And then the next page, uh, Batman introduces Wonder Woman to quote uncle Sam. And it's, it's not a guy, you know, with the red, white and blue suit and the, and the I want you poster, it's, it's just a different guy who almost looks like he's a uh, uh, somebody at a poker player with like with or, or you know, just can't play ahead. you know, with that white brim, he's smoking a pipe in a government facility. Go figure. And it, Batman seems to be cordial with him as if he knows already, which I thought is kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know if they were going for like a Nick Fury type character here or what, but that very first top panel where you see this Uncle Sam guy. At first, like, glance, I looked at it, and I almost thought that he had, like, a visor on, but, like, you know, the kind that, like, Cyclops from the X-Men has on. I'm like, what is this on this guy's head? And then when there's a profile shot in the next panel then, you can see, oh, it's like you said, one of those ones you imagine, like, a, you know, back in the 70s or 80s, a CD poker player wearing, and he's got the pipe yeah, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just love that he's smoking in this government research facility. So, obviously, he's got some clearance where he can get away with this. Uh, we've got... Uh, our MacGuffin device, which is the uh, Peter Rabbit, <laughs> which is some kind of a, a crypto machine, which they divide into like seven parts. So we, we've got this thing like this. And I remember being nine years old reading this, and this thing was already over my head. And we're not a third of the way through the story, but I just really, really love the way Hayden is just pushing everything on the table right now and just really upping the stakes. Mm, yeah, it's it was... I guess, you know, he uh, he had Wonder Woman, you know, and Batman here and he has Catwoman. But then he's like, OK, well, like, what's the reason that, you know, they're they're going at each other here? And he tries to weave this, you know, plot of uh, uh, there's blueprints for a device that, you know, can, you know, what does it say? It's a, a cryptographic machine. It's the most complicated cryptographic machine ever invented. And he goes next to it. Ultra, our device, which decoded all enemy secrets during World War Two was a kid's wind up toy. So. You know, I guess they're, you know, oh, if this gets into foreign hands, they'll be able to figure out secrets, you know, decode everything. And like you said, it's in like seven parts or something like that, the blueprint. So I think uh, Catwoman's already gotten her hands on a few of the pieces. But, oh, man, I'll tell you what, when you flip that next page and we see our buddy with the uh, visor and he's talking to Batman and Wonder Woman, that it, I mean, that might be one of my favorite panels in the whole book. That very first panel, top left corner. You know, where they're all having a conversation there. It looks the, the guy looks like fantastic. This Uncle Sam guy and Batman's in the background it looks incredible. Yeah. And I like the way that we have to have the characters tell us what the plot is, because uh, mm -hmm. he, he says Batman's contending that Catwoman is the one who photographed this blueprint and she's selling it to this country called Sidaria. And that's another kind of a Haiti trademark uh, using the 
these um, foreign countries, there's always some it, intrigue, you know, with some <laughs> nationalists or or spies or terrorists, you know, and, and this issue is no exception. So I really like that. I don't know if uh, Sudaria is ever mentioned again, but here we are and uh, we'll just run with it. Yeah, there's always some nebulous country that you don't quite know where it is. Yes. That has these terrorists. But again, another panel on that same page, the bottom one where it shows Catwoman and I guess her lair there. It says, meanwhile, at a secluded estate beyond the city. And wow, that looks like something straight out of a horror story there. You know, the the house in the background there, that looks fantastic. Absolutely. And I really have to commend Haney with the way he writes this next one, though, because he says inside presence whose life, beauty, cunning and power make mortal men gasp with fear and admiration the cat woman i just really love the way he sells it <laughs> it's it's just brilliant it's just it's just brilliant and and she has this little monologue to herself and i, I just think that it's really well executed and then check it out at the very bottom we have this caption box and i really like it you know as if i'm not engrossed with the story already and i think well no i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna check out oh no no i, I really like this they they say a chilling threat hissed in the uncaring night and Catwoman make it good. See in part two next. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> was this necessary? I mean, but I love it. You know, I mean, in what comic, you know, would, would you see such a caption box like that, you know, telling the reader to, Hey, stick around, you know, what's going to happen. And I really, really enjoyed just that little bit of uh, comic book touch, if you will. I thought that was really well executed. Oh yeah. Stuff like that is fantastic. And, you know, you sit here and you think about things sometimes, uh, too hard or you analyze them and you think is that really necessary but no it maybe it's not really necessary but it's fun i like it you know what i mean you're gonna turn the page anyway but it's fun well, yeah and and billy we're at this point though where we finally see catwoman in this picture uh in the issue here now i want to ask you you know you you is is the black julie newmar version your favorite version of all the catwoman costumes just to confirm that absolutely yes for yeah, sure now yeah, because this this particular costume was, I think, um, introduced in Batman number 210. It wasn't used that often. But I think uh, some fans arguably call this the worst costume she ever had. You know, it, oh, wow. just again to say, yeah, you know, some people say they don't like her haircut. They don't like this version. And just to reiterate, it's it's this dark blue leotard with light blue leggings. The boots got red flaps and she's got a red domino mask and she's got a very, very short haircut. Now, personally, I mean, I don't think it's my least favorite costume. I wasn't particularly fond of this green body sh suit she wore um, just one time in Batman 197, and it was kind of used in the 60s animated series. Mm. But uh, yeah, um, she doesn't wear this often, but I, I don't think it's the worst Catwoman costume, but that's that's just my matter of taste. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. I mean, I maybe if I would uh, have one criticism, it would be the the, the shoes. The, but other than that, I think it looks great. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, part two, Wrath of the Tigress. <laughs> and check uh, it out. Look, who do, who, who do we see in the very first panel? Uh, looks like Sammy Davis Jr. Here. <laughs> it is Sammy Davis Jr. Can you believe it? Sammy Davis, we're at an auction two days later, mm -hmm. and it's Sammy Davis Jr. And, I, I, you know, I looked, I tried to find some corroboration. There was somebody else who cited that it, it wasn't necessarily odd for a power to draw, you know, different characters and stories. Apparently he drew like a Peter clock depicted Columbo, I think mm. in Batman, uh, Brave and Bold 107, I think it was. Don't hold me to it, <laughs> listeners, but great. Yeah. All of a sudden, we got a profile of Sammy Davis Jr., and I'm wondering if the guy next to him is somebody of note, but he's not recognizable, but that's that's a definite Sammy Davis Jr. at this auction that we're at with, with Bruce and Diana. Or, or as the caption box says, two days later, a posh gallery on Gotham City. Yes. Side. <laughs> yes. 
Indeed. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, and Wonder Woman here, or Diana Prince, excuse me. Merciful Minerva, Bruce, America's biggest secrets in danger while we're at this silly auction. And his, listen to him. Keep your cool, Diana. Catwoman must get the sixth photo of Peter Rabbit for Sudaria's new acting ambassador. And I'm thinking, keep your cool? I'm like, listen, pal, you would have been, you know, Jaguar meat if she wouldn't have shown yeah. us a couple of pages exactly. ago. <laughs> You're exactly. telling her to pipe down. And, there, and, <laughs> and this is just, you know, a continuing little bit of back and forth, of the, and we, which we haven't seen the last of. And the next mm-hmm. panel, we also, we meet our uh, guy who's the... Uh, ambassador of Sudaria and it's this Ahmad Bakra and I mean just you know typical out of central casting guy with a fez wearing sunglasses and he's got this dark goatee I mean just in a purple suit I mean brilliant <laughs> just the way this guy's depicted oh yeah yeah and I, like, to be honest with you maybe it's a coloring thing or something I'm not sure but he, he looks more like a, a sleazy white guy than he does uh, a Middle Eastern guy <laughs> but yeah I, I love the sunglasses the goatee and the fez that just yes uh, that kicks off the whole thing. I love it. I love it, too. Mm. And then what does uh, Bruce say? Why not here? Where Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince innocently follow Ambassador Bakra. And she has this <laughs> grin on her face and says, I should have realized you had a reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I don't know how close Bruce is to this little uh, statuette of a cat, but uh, he already can see, you know, as the, as the auctioneer is saying, you know, what am I bid for? this beautiful 16th century statuette and bruce i don't know how close he is but he's, he thinks to himself hmm really 18th century and inferior worksmanship uh-huh so he's, he's like bruce is just the connoisseur of the arts and you gotta love it you know <laughs> yeah and the guy bids five grand right off the bat and bruce thinks to himself that's double that cat's worth and he goes it could contain jigsaw piece number six i'll test it and i'm thinking to myself okay he so he goes ten thousand. The guy says fifteen, and they go back and forth all the way until Bruce says two hundred grand for this. And again, I get it. He's so rich. He has so much money. He doesn't know what to do with it. But you don't know for sure. There's anything in that cat other than the guy just thinks it's cool and wants it, and you just paid two hundred thousand dollars for it. Yeah. When I first read this, I was really intrigued with with this whole particular auction scene, and I, I don't. I, I really like when auctions are depicted in 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 a fiction piece because they're so compelling to me and I don't know why, but here it is. And I just really like this back and forth and just the word balloons kind of uh, successively going at it with each other. And Bruce just winning this auction and you could see uh, backwards just fuming when he loses it. But mm-hmm. what is more perplexing to me is Haney, you know, you think, well, Bruce is going to come back and buy it. No, it's Batman and Wonder Woman to show up to go like the thing. And it's like, <laughs> when, when, when was, when, when did we, sign off as Batman being the proxy I don't know but here he is to pick up the cat yeah it was a little weird because I'm thinking to myself why didn't they just come back after like why didn't he just pick it up and then you know go out into the alleyway and you know put his costume on or why didn't they come back after everything was closed or something like that I don't know but yeah Batman says to the guy the auctioneer here Mr. Wayne asked us to pick up his purchase here's his check so something so valuable needs super protection I'm thinking 200,000 <laughs> that valuable I'm thinking okay like 200 million okay but 200,000 like come on batman <laughs> that's crazy but the guy does show up and he pulls a gun and batman's answer to that is uh to throw it up in the air over his head and wonder woman they're they're kind of playing like monkey in the middle here and <laughs> she grabs it at the other side of the guy and batman grabs the guy in the meantime too but it's not bakra like the, the sunglasses come off and uh, i guess a fake goatee and the fez and Wonder Woman, get rid of that cat. I don't get that. But she chucks it out the window, 
And then it looks like Batman kicks the guy. And what happens here? This is insane. This is Amy personified here. Yes, we've got this big uh, sound effect explosion of a koam, you know, and then all of a sudden here we are. We're up, our, our body count goes now to two because uh, uh, the phony Bakura <laughs> is now dead. And and Wonder Woman is just filled by this explosion. But the next thing you know, oh, she gets up and says, uh, well, that blast would have killed a rhino. But, you know, Wonder Woman says, oh, but not. Thank Aphrodite on Amazon. I tipped you off, though, Batman, that the cat was booby-trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes, Bird, birds of a feather, Wonder Woman, a fake ambassador and a fake cat. Come on, the police can take charge from here. I'm thinking, I, I don't get it, Bruce. I, I'm not I'm not getting it here, Batman. And I'm thinking, it, it, the guy had a bomb, I guess, strapped to his chest. Well, it's not just going to explode forward. So Batman said, the phony Bakra dead. His body protected me. And I'm thinking, the guy had a bomb on his chest. It was enough to kill him. It probably would have blew him to smithereens. And you would have got hit with some shrapnel there, Batman. Yeah, then the next thing you know, uh, we're moving along to the next page, and then all of a sudden, uh, our, our, our heroes see a plane taking off, and then they're too late. I, and I'm thinking to myself, what just happened here? <laughs> yeah, very shortly, we get a capture box. But yeah, he's, he's you asked if Ambassador Bakra is on that jet. Sure is, Batman. So he's heading back to the homeland. And I love Batman there in that uh, first panel, small panel on the left there, when they say about... That, that cunning witch Catwoman. I'm like, wow, dude, calm down. Now we're name calling mm-hmm. <laughs> Batman. No mercy here, but you know he he gets an idea. He says, hey, we're going to uh, let the uh, Jaguar out of its uh, cage here that's in the back of the Batmobile and put a tracking device on it and follow it, hopefully, to uh, Catwoman's lair. And, of course, later, as night falls, it works. <laughs> yes, and, and she's she's at the Philadelphia uh, uh, Mint. Mansion, of course, and then you know, Philadelphia is Latin for cat, as Batman tells us. So, mm-hmm. the spotted Romeo has led us to pay dirt, and we we get to see our heroic pair uh, climbing over the fence, entering the uh, gates of the mansion. And wow, what what uh, we're just moving swimmingly along with this. Yeah, and then you know, cat but they can't catch their breath for too long, though. No, 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 because Catwoman's waiting for them apparently up in a tree, unless she just hangs out in trees for no apparent reason. Uh, but yeah, she sticks two of the Jaguars uh, on the two of them and uses her cat of nine tail to snatch Wonder Woman's uh, lasso there, which I, I get it that that kind of, you know, takes something away from her. But I'm thinking she's like super strong and can kick butt. So I don't know how much that was going to help things, Catwoman. Absolutely. And th- we've come to the point of the issue where finally, finally, we get Batman, Wonder Woman and Catwoman all in the same scene, but surprisingly, there is no verbal exchange with Catwoman. And I think this is this is so bizarre to me. This is only something Haney could pull off. Because when I was a kid picking this up, I thought, well, it's going to be Batman and Wonder Woman versus Catwoman. And I thought, well, this is probably going to be a simple jewelry heist. You know, um, they'll, they'll trade barbs, but we'll have a lot of multiple exchanges. Perhaps <laughs> uh, Catwoman will capture one or two of them or, or do something. There might be a, a cliffhanger. You know, I'm thinking of the 60s show. No, no, this is here. This is it. This is where all of our central characters meet. But there's really Catwoman's not saying thing, anything to any of them. It's just where she's just sticking <laughs> the, 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 the felines on them. And it's just a marvelous scene, you know, and uh, Wonder Woman's in action. But again, Batman is about to be overpowered and he needs some help yet again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if anybody else would have written this comic, it would have went down exactly the way you th- you know, we're thinking it was going to, <laughs> yes. but, but that's not the case here with our buddy uh, Haney. But I do love it in this page too, where Batman uh, jumps down on one of them. I mean, these are so dangerous 
and you got to stay away from them. They have claws, they have teeth, and he jumps on the back of one of them and starts riding it like a horse. I'm thinking that's you probably want to stay away, keep a little distance, Batman. But nope, right on the back. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and then yeah, he's about to get torn up here, and uh, Diana's uh, tough enough to take out both of them. And I like how she takes out this uh, one here. She grabs him by the tail, and, you know, swings it around in uh, in a circle, and then uh, chucks it over a fence. <laughs> yes. And then Crazy. she does some kind of ricochet move where she goes flat the fence and this kind of bounces back and takes out the other one. It's just real successive there. And I mean, you know, uh, Batman, uh, how about a thank you? But no, he's just, it's just matter of fact. You know, he just, you know, oh, Catwoman's gone. But uh, yeah, the round is even. Let's, uh, we find her digs and she's on the run. Batman, you know, you know, how about saying something to Wonder Woman, you know, a little, <laughs> little for the effort, you know, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wonder woman uh i don't know if she was taking some wrestling lessons or what there but she like flying drop kicks that one uh uh jag or tigress as batman says there and i like batman's face when she drop kicks the uh the tiger there he's his face in the background there's priceless <laughs> it is and that's, that's that's something i didn't have many notes but that's an awesome catch <laughs> but as if that's not enough you know once again you know we're, we've come to the end of the chapter but as if i'm the editorial ship doesn't think I'm going to stick around. They have to tell us, yeah, but it's the two-legged feline. You'd better collect soon, Batman, before she really tears you and Wonder Woman apart. In part three, in the per on the third page following. <laughs> I, and I just like how they, they keep selling it, you know, right at these chapter breaks. I, I just love how these we get these caption boxes. It, it just is remarkable to me. Yeah, it's wild as if you're not going to turn the page. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, part three. Coffin. We needed some incentive to help us move along. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little motivation. Coffin for a superhero. So this, to me, this is where this one really, I don't want to say goes off the rails, but Haney really turns up the, the, the zany to like, you know, 10 here or 11 maybe. Uh, I agree. Uh, so the two of them, uh, Batman and... Uh, looks like Diana, not Wonder Woman, uh, are walking down the street. And he says, Catwoman's laying low. And I've got Uncle Sam to declare our pal Bakra persona non grata. And, of course, we need to know uh, what that means. So there's a little. Uh, yes, the educational editor's note. Editor's note. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Latin for no longer welcome. <laughs> and he goes, he has to appoint a new ambassador. And she says, one will have to watch like hawks so he doesn't take the seventh photo of the Peter Rabbit out of the country. And then. But as the famed pair enter the assembly hall, we see Catwoman with one of her jaguars, I guess, uh, walking into the assembly hall. Now, listen, I, I, I totally understand how somebody that might have be uh, vision impaired might need, you know, help with an animal or something like that. But they're not going to let you walk into an assembly hall <laughs> with a live jaguar. OK, this is not happening. <laughs> it's like, yes. what? And we've got Selena being introduced, and then we, we've got Selena having this thought caption as she's walking there. And she's thinking, making my perfectly divine debut in my old costume, of course. And I, I don't know, you know, it, for me, I don't know what copy you're looking at there, uh, Billy D. but I, I'm wondering if this, this was sort of like an editorial edition, because the writing and the printing, uh, when I'm looking at the comics... It seems a little softer, and I'm just wondering yes. if, if, if it was possible Aparo was initially going off what he thought Catwoman's uh, most recent to him costume was, and he didn't know that she wore her purple gown in the last appearance. So I'm just wondering if this was an add-on, but I, I don't know. It could work. Could go either way. Yeah, I'm reading this in the uh, Volume 2 Omnibus Edition, and you can see it's not – if you just – you know, if you're reading quickly – you really won't notice it, but if you really stop and look at it, yes, the uh, 
the introduction for Catwoman from you know whomever off panel is a bit darker in the uh, the the lettering is darker. The yes. ink and for lettering is darker, and it's a like a lot uh, lighter in the next one down where she's monologuing. Yep, and that's that's exactly the way it looks in my copy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's there. I think you have you're onto something there. But I do love too. Again, apparel. What a master. Uh, he's my favorite DC comic artist of all time. He he just I love his work. He reminds me of my favorite Marvel artist of all time, Gene Colan. He's just so oh. moody and yes. oh, in, incredible. But I love these. You just see like the uh, profile of a couple of guys and uh, somebody else's back and a little bit of hair and just like just it looks great. Like the detail on those faces and the guy's glasses and stuff. It's just the the amount of attention to detail he put into something like a panel like this, where literally the focus is supposed to be on Catwoman here. But it, it, she's really kind of in the background, but a little bit pushed back. And my eye goes right to the guy there with the glasses and the goatee. Yes. Great, great catch and great note. And and let's move on to the next panel. As if the, as if our story couldn't get crazy enough, <laughs> we've 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 got uh, Catwoman renouncing her U.S. citizenship to accept the post. I mean, you know, how far do you have to go as a criminal to pull off a caper? I mean, this is this is like you're putting all your chips in. I would think, huh? Yeah, and I love her uh, her attitude here. She comes up to the uh, microphone and says, "Fellow members, the United States is a paper tiger whose claws Sudaria." soon shall pull <laughs> and i'm like what <laughs> holy smokes mm. oh wow but yeah another good panel at the bottom there batman looks really good that longer you know more rectangular panel at the bottom it looks great batman looks really cool and he says that's a threat that they'll use the decoder secret against us soon as she easily smuggles it out via diplomatic pouch <laughs> a diplomatic uh- pouch yeah, and props to you, Billy, for for bringing that out because it is a good side profile of Batman, you know. And I like the way we get to see Aparo's take on this. It isn't the uh, Sheldon Modoff, you know, square chin, you know, with a sharp mm-hmm. right angle. I mean, this is this is a little more angular, and it looks like an actual, you know, facial chin that we get here. And I really, really applaud you for catching that. Yeah, it, like I said, Aparo, he's he's the guy, man. Like I, I love. There were so many good Batman artists, you know, over the years. But to me, Aparo, he got. Uh, Batman and Commissioner Gordon. I love the way he draws Commissioner Gordon, too. Those are pitch perfect. Like in my head, when I see those characters, it's apparel drawn characters. Yep. Yep. Great, great catch. Yeah. And uh, as if, you know, we don't have enough on one page, you know, somehow (laughs) along the line, we've got uh, Diana just finding out, you know, oh, by the way, Batman, my UN boss asked me to enlist my friend Wonder Woman as Catwoman's official bodyguard. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my goodness. And again, as if that's not crazy enough, here we go. We really are about to go off the rails here. So <laughs> there's a plane and uh, there's a Catwoman, and she has a, a briefcase handcuffed to herself. And she's trying to get on this plane to smuggle out these blueprints. And a man, a uh, security uh, a TSA or whatever at the airport here says, Sorry, Madam Ambassador, but there's been a bomb scare. All luggage, even diplomatic carriers, must be x-rayed. And she says, how dare you? I, er, I'll cancel my flight. And and here we go with Batman. This is this is crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it, Batman whispers to Wonder Woman, if she only knew I phoned in that phony bomb scare, inspired by her own booby trap trick. Keep close tabs on her, WW. Right, Batman, but I've had nicer assignments. As if Diana Prince and Wonder Woman don't have anything better to do for the next few days. You know, what's, what's, you know, 
probably going to be doing uh bruce uh playing polo but no gee i like how he just basically enlists wonder woman just to you know keep tabs on her but apparently things kind of go south quickly <laughs> in the very next panel yeah this is insane and again one thing i didn't think of right away but then later on when i was going through the issue again i'm thinking to myself so batman called in a bomb scare to an airport and <laughs> it, it seems to me he didn't let anybody else in on this unless that guy you know the the tsa agent or security or uh, airport cops is is the only one in on it but i just got the impression he called that in and didn't say hey this is batman it's a it's a it's a scam to make sure she can't get out of the country or that he just called that in and that was that and i'm thinking to myself Trust the panic and shenanigans that would cause at an airport, Batman, and you didn't even let anybody else know? Like, what? Insane. And then, oh, here we go. Like you said, the very next panel, this is, uh, holy smokes, like, this comic just went from zero to 60 in, like, two seconds. (laughs) This panel, I had to read it, like, three times, because, again, we just saw Catwoman going to get on this plane. She gets turned away by the, the, the cop. And they have that little conversation uh, between uh, Bruce and Diana that you just mentioned about him, you know, basically ordering her to keep an eye on her. And the very next panel, we see Catwoman in a casket, dead. Yes. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, this is insane. The it caption, is. yeah, the caption box. Where will this cat and bat game end? Hang in as a few more days pass. And then uh, the the dialogue here is just, I, I can't believe it. I was like, what? Yeah, we get a funeral director who's kind of letting Batman and Wonder Woman in on it as they're looking at uh, Catwoman splayed out in this coffin. She's holding a bouquet. and It's an open casket. <laughs> and he's saying, it's it's too sad. One of her enemies poisoned her. And it's no fake, Batman. Three American doctors pronounced her really dead. <laughs> uh, crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. I, what kind of a funeral home is this, first of all, that buries super criminals? And then Batman and Wonder Woman just come right in. One of her enemies poisoned her. How does he know that? Who was there a note when she was there dead? You know, ha ha ha. The the Joker was here and I got rid of her. Like what? I don't get yes. that. Is- <laughs> oh, I, I had so many questions My when gosh. I was going through this. You know, she's. You know, <laughs> the, the, did she get request to be laid out in in her costume? We've got an S, a letter S, <laughs> as as this marquee on top of the casket, and I wonder what if that's for Selena. Why not? Why not a K for Kyle? Um, <laughs> who's paying for the funeral where are all the other mourners paying their respects uh why is batman just so cold and emotionless and matter of fact about her passing you know and if she was really poisoned by one of her enemies you know why why wouldn't he want to get to the bottom of it and just go after her killer maybe i don't know but it's it, this this panel is just so bizarre for me i just i just can't believe it yeah and then wonder woman's uh dialogue in the very next panel i was a little hazy on this one too <clears throat> she says i was ordered to fly my invisible robot plane ahead of the jet taking her body to Sudaria as an honorary escort. Her invisible robot plane? I- I've never heard that before. Well, I, I-, I took that to be as like uh, Wonder Woman can like have like this mental control over uh, some apparatuses and things like that of nomenclature. So I, I, oh, I just okay. took it to maybe she had a mental command to to, to send it there and I, I didn't take it as no, nothing more than that. I kind of just took it a little bit more like at a face value. I think she she maybe gave it a mental suggestion as she can do with some of her uh, tricks, tools of the trade, such as her plane. Yeah, for a minute, I thought, what is it, a transformer? Like she's in yes. charge of Starscream <laughs> here. Starscream, go follow that plane. What? A robot plane. It was like, OK, yeah. that caught me off guard. But oh, uh, and here's a great one, too. Uh, the next page. 
the UN guy here. Our UN flags at half staff in Catwoman's honor. She was literally a, a, an assembly person for like a day when she <laughs> yes. supposedly died or three days, let's say four at the most. And we're already flags are at half staff, you know, to honor her. I'm thinking just because a country made her, you know, a, a, an assembly person, she's still a crook. She still wanted, you know what I mean? Like she's still, <laughs> yes. it's like, oh, okay. But yeah, yep, throw them at half staff here. But I love Batman snaps his fingers. Hold it. That coffin. Will it be searched by customs? And the guy says, certainly not. A dead body sacred. It would cause an international incident. But again, it was an open casket funeral with like his people creeping on it five minutes ago. Oh, it's sacred. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and he, Batman, if it leaves here, that coffin could cause a catastrophe for the U.S. So he's making puns as he's yeah, going to yeah, stop an international incident. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he has time for the puns. And, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he commandeers this forklift. He gets this and, you know... Uh, Batman, you 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 can't steal this casket. Then all of a sudden, he gets this van out of nowhere. I wonder where he hijacked it. Or, or the mystery machine here. <laughs> the mystery machine. Yes, it looks exactly like the mystery machine. Good <laughs> what the oh my heck? gosh, it's insane! And then he it dude, is. tears around the corner and he goes, "Hope my hunch is correct, or I'll be doing time for body snatching." I'm so sure you're going to be arrested. Hey, just renounce your citizenship, and they'll leave you alone. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> but I love how he opens the casket and. Again, first time around looking at this, I didn't notice, but as he's opening the casket, you can see the two claws uh, popping out of the uh, the jaguar. Good catch, because I initially missed it, you know, when I was a kid, and I didn't catch it up until subsequent rereads, so that was a really good catch. Yeah, so that's great, and he gets attacked by the uh, both of the jaguars, the, the, the black one, it looks like a panther, well, actually, it's kind of purple, and then uh, the other spotted one, and they start tearing into him pretty good here. And what does Batman do to get away from the two of them? This is fantastic. Yeah, dives right in the coffin. And of course, Catwoman <laughs> has to have a little bit of snark on her end, leaving a tape-recorded message, you know, just saying, ha-ha, before you die, Batman, you will enjoy knowing that the seventh jigsaw piece, you know, is on the way to Sidaria by means of your own foolish ally, Wonder Woman. Ha-ha, you know, just to, just to rub it in a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And then, yes. you know, we got a merciful Minerva earlier in the issue, and uh, as Wonder Woman's up in her, her invisible robot plane, uh, it gets shot down and she says, suffering Sappho. So I'm glad we got both of her, you know, key phrases there. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I love it. But yeah, she gets shot down and uh, by no, you you don't see by who, you know, you just no, see, you don't see by who. No, nothing. Just like out of nowhere, there was somebody floating around on like a raft out here in the middle of the ocean and had like a <laughs> surface to air missile, blasted her plane, shot her down. But she did. She did manage to uh, get it to land on, and uh, of course, there was a, an American aircraft carrier nearby. So she landed it on there, and then some uh, soldier he found. Uh, what does he say? A tiny watertight capsule of microfilm in your left wing tank, Wonder Woman. Same color as jet fuel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's so amazing because half of her jet is blown in half, and I'm wondering why it's keeping it aloft. And then I realized, oh, she's spinning her lasso so fast. It's almost like a, like a, like a propeller action. A helicopter. It <laughs> but, but, but it's, why wouldn't gravity, you know, take this thing down? You know, if, it, if, if, if it's just, you know, you only got like a, one, one half of the plane, the back half is, is totally gone. It's, it's obliterated. So, but, but yet she's keeping it aloft somehow. Who knows? Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, her doing that with her lasso, she would take off into the air like a helicopter yes. and the plane would go into the ocean. Yes. <laughs> That's what would happen. But oh, yeah. oh, 
again, here we go. This this all wraps up in one page. She gets shot down. They find this microfilm, and she says, no wonder I didn't notice it. Keep it safe, Captain. It's the most important part of a very special rabbit. I'm sure he was thinking, what is she smoking? <laughs> like a rabbit? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then we get Batman here. He just, it, it, it just literally takes two panels for him to explain it all. That incredibly clever Catwoman, she almost won out. She banked on me, suspecting the coffin contained the seventh photo, and booby-trapped it with those two killer jags. And then he says the rest of her tape recording revealed she used a rare drug to induce a death-like trance that fooled even the doctors. <laughs> what <laughs> in the world? Yes. <laughs> I love Haney's brain. He can just, like, make oh, yeah. up anything on the fly. It, no, It's crazy, yeah. but it's funny. Yes. All wraps up in a nice, neat bow. And then Wonder Woman explains she had me fly assigned uh, to fly as an honorary escort to Sidaria, prop the microfilm capsule in my plane's wing tank, which she didn't see, and the fuel being the only visible part of it. Ah, okay, so that's nicely explained. And I really like the the panel and the conclusion here mm-hmm. with, with uh, our, our heroes turning the back to their audience as a walking away and then Sidarian Customs would have seized it as soon as it landed. Then Batman says, well, thanks, stars. It didn't happen. Catwoman's vanished, but I'll bet my whiskers she'll turn up again. She's got 99 lives and what do we see we see a little black cat crawling across the fence oh <laughs> marvelous yeah fantastic and then uh, there's a, a little teaser here for the next uh issue and i didn't i didn't know if they did that very often you know told you what was going to happen in the next issue here like that yeah i i don't know either i'd have to like go through my uh, uh box of the issues and stuff like that i think they give a teaser and sometimes you know i i'd see a, like a house ad for something of of who would appear next and uh yeah, I don't remember getting the uh, next issue off the racks. I would subsequently get it later, but we've got uh, mm-hmm. Batman teaming up with Richard Dragon, Kung Fu Fighter. How about that? Yeah. Because, you know, hey, martial arts, you know, big, big in the 70s. So here we oh. are. Heck yeah. Yeah, I just flipped back to the previous issue, which was the Joker. And the very last panel, it just says, so ends the epic of the Emperor Eagle. But the brave and the bold beat goes on in our next issue. So no, ah, you know, okay. no, no, no real teaser there saying, you know, what next is Wonder Woman and, uh, you know, uh, Catwoman. But again, it, the issue before that, it's but you sure can be, but you can be sure the amazing Mister Miracle will return in future issues of the Brave <laughs> and the Bold. So again, it's giving you like a blurb, but it's not giving you, hey, this is uh, what's coming next and who's in the book next. So yeah, that's interesting. I wonder why they chose to do that in this one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they actually had a script or I, I uh, they <laughs> had a schedule perhaps and uh, they thought they'd tease it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, could be. You never know. It's just it's funny how they, you know, sometimes the decisions they make. I mean, the next one is ha- Haney in apparel again as well. So, yeah, maybe that was, you know, he already had it uh, scooped up. So we said, oh, hey, uh, hey, Jim, write that at the end of it because, you know, he did his own uh, lettering too. So, <laughs> yeah. But overall, great issue, man. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So was what else? Uh, was there anything else uh, you had uh, had written down anymore in your notes about it? Well, yeah, thank you so much, Billy D. I, I got to say it's been a treat, and I was so honored to talk about this one, you know, because I, I just didn't know which book to choose, you know, because I, I picked up Brave and Bold when I was, like, first six years old, and I, I couldn't even tell you what Brave and Bold meant. I knew what Brave meant, but what, what was bold, you know, and I didn't know which which had fits for which character you know and Mm -hmm. i it just brought back so many memories because i i remember being a little kid and going into 7-eleven and talking my mom and dad into picking out this title which 
sometimes be outside of my allowance because it was Batman and another character it was a team up book. And I got to know so many other uh, characters that I wouldn't have been familiar with, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. it was, I just thought this was a great, great run. There were so many uh, issues to pick. I wanted to choose a Catwoman story. I was so close to choosing a Joker story to talk with you, but um, I got to know Bob, Bob Haney as well. You know, I mean, he, when I first picked up my Brave and Bold, Bob Haney was the writer. And even at a young age, I could tell his writing style in Brave and Bold and you know, World's Finest. Uh, they were just different mm-hmm. from where I saw Batman in his own Batman uh, title in Detective Comics. I mean, the stories were bombastic and they were incredible and they were just mind blowing. And I, I just really, really relished them all. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing else I had in my notes, well, hey, it's a 70s comic. Uh, I, I've got the original. There's a, a Joker and a Hostess pie head in the inside cover. Which I, think <laughs> is really cool. I thought that was great. And in the back cover, we've got the classic Jack Davis um, for Mad Magazine. He's drawing the uh, Spalding basketball ad with Dr. J and Rick Barry on the back cover. I mean, you can't get more uh, classic 70s than that. And it's just such a treat to uh, really look at this comic. But one of the things that really intrigues me with this particular show, Billy D, I gotta say, I gotta commend you because you 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 throw out to your guests like these um your your favorite Haney moments, like a Haneyism or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. And I want to I want to throw it to you before I reveal mine. Did you have a particular moment that you had in this one? Yeah, one thing stood out to me, and I thought it just seemed like a crazy thing to say, and. I don't know that it was very complimentary uh, for Batman to say about Wonder Woman when the uh, the, the the fake uh, Arab uh, guy uh, had the bomb strapped to himself and exploded. And Batman said that blast would have killed a rhino when Wonder Woman starts to get up from it. And I'm just thinking, so what are you trying to say about her, Batman? <laughs> like, she's a, she's as tough as a rhino. Wow. Way to compliment a lady. I'll, I'll have to remember that one. The next time I want to compliment my wife, you're tough as a rhino. Uh, I don't think that's going to go over very well. That stood out to me. Like, I mean, there was a bunch of things that did, but that really caught me off guard when I was reading this one. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what about you? Well, I, I gotta tell you, um, you know, just a few things that I, that are some thoughts that I, I have with Bob Haney. You know, every now and then I notice that Haney's going to write a story in such a way where the guest hero or heroine asks Batman how he figured something out. And this issue, it was no exception with Wonder Woman wondering how Batman knew that there was going to be a bomb in the cat statuette and like, oh, birds of a feather, Wonder Woman. So he gets that one detective moment. And another uh, Bob Haney trait that I notice sometimes is that Batman will say a situation is wild or incredible right in the middle of the story, as if we, the reader noticing already and here he does that when Catwoman becomes the ambassador of Sidaria you know and I thought that was really cool um, one touch that we didn't have that Haney likes to do from what I've noticed is where um, he just has these uh, he gets so emo he has like these anger moments like in uh, uh, Brave and Bold 111 where Batman stumbles upon the uh, victims of who we thought was the Joker's foil alert but you know he says uh, you, just, you could just see him screaming that he was going to get revenge or, or if um, a villain gets a better of him, like in an issue of World's Finest, what have you, you know, you call, you madman, oh, we'll give in. But, oh, you know, you could just see him getting angry. <laughs> didn't have that moment here. But for, for me, this issue, uh, the one thing that really stood out, I have to go back to the uh, the death of the Catwoman scene. You know, it, it's just where she fakes her death and you got this funeral and it's just relegated <laughs> to this just this one small panel. And I go, what, what is this? I go. That, that was just so mind blowing to me as a kid reading this. You know, it, it's 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 just concise. Uh, Aparo draws it in such a way where we don't need to see any more than we than we see. We've got the Catwoman in the casket. She's got the bouquet. Uh, we've got a funeral director, and we've got 
Batman and Wonder Woman with their backs to us and just, okay, that's it. You know, it's just like, it's still going to bother me why there's, where, why the, there's a letter S instead of a K on the casket, Batman being so uh, cold and matter of fact, it, 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 it's just so Bob Haney. I, I got to say, you know, it's, it just blows me away. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And again, that happens. They still have to figure out where the rest of the blueprints are and, you know, kind of wrap up the whole story. And when you see her dead, there's only three more pages and the book's over. So yes, <laughs> that's like very like, OK, moving along here, like at certain parts. I think his I think I've heard, you know, people from time to time say that, you know, uh, sometimes the pacing in, in Haney uh, written comics are, you know, a little up and down. And I don't know that I can, uh, you know, uh, disagree with that. But I will say to me, it's never that noticeable that it takes me out of the story or I still don't have a good time with it. So I don't, it mustn't be in my uh, opinion and in my mind, that egregious. Oh, totally. Totally. So, okay. All right. Well, that was awesome. Uh, loved it. Uh, had a lot of fun here, but uh, why don't we transition now into what you have going on? So if, for anybody that doesn't know uh, the professor frenzy show, why don't you talk about that for a minute? <laughs> Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Lady. I'm lucky to comment on, on the Professor Frenzy show where the talented Professor Frenzy, my buddy, a.k.a. Jerry, and I look at indie comics from the previous week and we bring attention to what's coming up on the following week. Uh, new episodes drop every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. And I, I got to give Jerry a plug. You can find his awesome and creative musical talents also on YouTube. So please be sure to check it out. And you can find me at BTO and Bad Books on Twitter. Yeah, Jerry, good guitar player, man. He's always on there doing some wild stuff, uh, fun stuff. But yeah, you guys are doing yeoman's work man with the uh the indie comics i don't know of any other show that you can tune into uh you guys are every week uh every wednesday morning uh firing off and talking about these indie comics and you guys really do a great job of spotlighting them and you know really lifting up these books and their creators and you know i i hope they all really appreciate it i'm sure they do and i know i do just getting to listen to you guys every week oh uh, thanks so much billy dan i can't thank you enough for having me i really enjoyed the past uh, episodes of this particular show with tim and the team from the checker past podcast i am just so honored to be a guest talking about uh, old comics that i remember from my childhood and it's just been a treat to do this i can't thank you enough Awesome. Well, hey, uh, maybe I can uh, convince you to come on again. We can talk about another crazy uh, Haney comic uh, in The Brave and the Bold. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, again, thanks for coming on, Chris. I appreciate it. And then uh, I'm going to get out of here right now uh, and play a promo and then be back in a minute to wrap up the show. <laughs> Oh yeah, I heard a podcast I think you all should know If you like indie comics Professor Frenzy Show Professor Frenzy Show oh, oh. Professor Frenzy Show Professor Frenzy Show Hey everybody that's going to wrap up this episode of the brave and the bob i want to thank chris for being on again great guy definitely check out the professor frenzy show uh he and jerry do a great job of spotlighting the you know smaller indie publishers and their uh, comics it's uh, it's great stuff they're doing uh yeoman's work there so definitely check out their show and uh thank you all for listening uh as always and uh, if you have any feedback please send that to the email address in the show notes 
if you want to go on uh, iTunes to do a review or Spotify or whatever, that would be appreciated as well. So once again, thanks for tuning in.